Warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause you to become confused as to what liquids you should drink and liquids that you shouldn't, such as liquids with volatile sensitivity to changes in temperature and or pressure, liquids that require two mechanical seals to stay put, non-lubricating liquids that produce gases and or solids that may or may not be abrasive, liquids that are seriously goddamn sensitive to agitation, liquids that react with each other to form a solid, which is an absolute nightmare, or limitlessly lubricating liquids a nightmare at the other end of the rectum. Spectrum, take it from Spoon. And lastly, anything at all consumed by... Should I drink that dot com? Hey everyone, I am your host, the Most Reverend Father Spoon, and welcome to episode 110 for Should I Drink That? Or even if it's crap, I drink it so you don't have to. Wow, 110 is also uh, the ninth anniversary of Should I Drink That? Hard to believe that back in 2006 on Cinco de Mayo, or de Maya, or however you want to say it, uh, we started this little idea of uh, getting together with two buds who normally just sit around and drink at bars together, drink really good beer, and uh, talk about it. Well, uh, unfortunately in the past year, Sick Puppy uh, decided to head off into other ventures, out there enjoying life, a little bastard that he is. So, you're stuck with me <laughs> until we figure out what's going on. But I, I do want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has been a part of Should I Drink That. Um, our Facebook page has been fantastic with with fans, uh, you guys leave a lot of comments and leave a lot of stories for me to go through. And same thing with everyone on Twitter, uh, which at SIDT, Facebook is slash should I drink that. And, uh, and our, our new fans too on Instagram and Snapchat. And I say our fans because, you know, I think all of us together are a great craft beer community. And tonight, uh, when I picked out the beer for tonight, there's a bottle that I've been looking at for a while, and I keep saying, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it, but I need the right occasion. I, I thought that this would be a really good reason to pick up the spear. So tonight, we are having you and me. The Unibrew Grand Reserve number 17. Uh, this was bottled in 2013. This is a dark ale on Lee's, ale brewed with spices, aged in French oak, with little natural flavors added. Uh, you might be scratching your head saying, Spoon, what the hell are Lees? Well, what they are, um, <laughs> and this is always fun to, to try to explain to some people, but I'll make this as simple as possible, is when you have uh, yeast deposits in the secondary fermentation on beer, that's usually referred to as Lees. When you think back to uh, when you're brewing beer, the original yeast deposits in beer are known as Troop. T-R-U-B, which is also the name of a very cool homebrewing club here in Pittsburgh. So these are the yeast deposits from the secondary, secondary fermentation. There you go. I'm just going to leave it at that. If you want to look up more, I'm sure the Wikipedias and, and other sites have a lot more information for you. But I'm not going to bore you with that because we've got beer to drink tonight. So with this Unibrew, uh, this was originally brewed in 2007. So Unibrew says that this is the world's best dark ale, and compared to a lot of the other beers that I've had of theirs, 
Uh, well, those are fantastic. Uh, the Maudit is one of my favorites of theirs. And uh, <laughs> well, La Fin de Mons has always been a staple uh, when I worked in the tech industry. We just we loved it because really uh, everything that we did was going to be the end of the world. And you got to love a brewery who has a canoe flying through the sky with Satan around it somewhere. Inspired by the great Belgian brewing tradition of Trappist monks established over the centuries, Unibrew 17 was first brewed in 2007 to celebrate the brewery's 17th anniversary. I can get the whole 17 thing going on here, right? However, the overwhelming success of the specialty brew made it obvious that they could not let such a great ale slip into a retirement. As testimony to its remarkable flavor profile, which increases in complexity as it ages, the original batch bottled in 2007 was awarded an International Platinum Medal three years in a row and the prestigious title of World's Best Dark Ale. I guess if you get the award, you can say that you have it. So in 2011, Unibrew proudly brought back this French Oak Age bottle refermented dark ale with the Grand Reserve name as a fitting endorsement of its exceptional quality for aging. Brewed only once a year in limited quantities, and individually numbered Brassier bottles. See, that's a little bit of my French kicking in there that I'm still not good at. This is truly a flavorful delight for the specialty beer enthusiast. Brassier. It's just fun to say, like plutonium. So there you go. There's uh, there's the Unibrew definition of this. And what's cool with the bottle is they also give you a little tag here that says World Beer Championship Chicago 2011 Platinum. World Beer Awards uh, 2010, World's Best Dark Ale. I would just market the hell out of that if I had that kind of title to anything I made. So like I said, uh, this was brewed in tw uh, originally brewed in 2007. The bottle that I have tonight is from 2013. Uh, this is 10% ABV. It is an extra strong dark ale. IBUs are around 35 if you want to geek out a little bit. And suggest a glass as a chalice or a tulip, which I am currently going to be drinking out of tonight. Let's see what we get out of this. And before I pour this, I'm letting this get the room temperature a little bit here. Uh, I do want to say thank you to everyone who came out for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. PittsburghCraftBeerWeek.com. Wow, that, holy hell. That, you guys, just freaking rock that one. Uh <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of events I couldn't get to that I wanted to, but uh, if you check out the links in the show notes, you'll see links from uh, Mike Pound from the Post-Gazette did a fantastic job of recapping everything for his Beer Me special uh, on the Post-Gazette site. He has a lot of great videos of events that he went to, especially one that I really wish I could have made it to uh, was the the Brewer Olympics out at Grist House. And wow, that, <laughs> those, those guys look like they had a lot of fun there. So to everyone on the board and involved with Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week, thank you for making a fantastic week. If Yins haven't had a chance to check it out, go to PittsburghCraftBeerWeek.com. Uh, it's already been scheduled for next year. Go check that out and, uh, and find out about all the delicious craft beer goodness that we have going on. Currently, we have uh, Craft Beer Week in Harrisburg was winding down and... The Beer Week in Columbus was picking up, and then Erie has Craft Beer Week coming up. So there is a hell of a lot of good beer weeks going on like within the, uh, the state of Pennsylvania and also like, the tri-state area, well, in western Pennsylvania. So there you go. 
let's get into this beer. And of course, it does have a cork in it. I've already taken out the, uh, you can't see this. I'm actually holding this up to the microphone. Uh, I took the cage off of it. So let's see uh, if this thing's going to be fairly active or not. That's a plus. It had a little pop to it. Oh, wow. Okay, so right away off the nose, what I'm getting is, uh, wow, there's a, there's a lot of malt, uh, a lot of malt sweetness to it. Um, I, a slight spice to it. I, I'm not sure hmm, uh, which spices they were using this, but uh, there's a little bit of spice to it. A little, hmm. I want to say I'm picking up a little bit of uh, vanilla towards, but I, hmm, it's a tough call. There, there's definitely because it's the the vanilla and the malt are kind of like fighting each other right now for it. But let me put a little bit more here in my glass. All right, now to give it the the first try. Cheers, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Should I Drink That for nine years. Uh, what's going to happen in this next year? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, we're kind of going show to show to see what we're going to do with this. If anybody would like to jump in on a Google Hangout and record a show with me, please send an email to webmaster at shouldidrinkthat.com. Or honestly, just go to our website because you're probably not going to remember the email address. Just go to the website. We've got a contact form on there. And at some point, I'm going to start saying I instead of we. But when you're with the host for over eight years, you kind of get used to it. It's a little bit of a habit. So as for this beer, uh, wow, that's a, that is a funky color. That is the dark. It's like, a, it's like a hell in heaven because it's hell on top and it's light on the bottom. That is a... Uh, Let's see here. So the head on it is, is fairly creamy looking. That is. We got a little bit dark. It's dark amber at the top and it gets lighter towards the bottom. It's it's one of those, like if you're going to layer a beer, this dark one's definitely sitting on the top of it. That is just, that is cool looking. Um, it's a nice, thick, like just robust looking head on this. Wow. That is, that's still very malty. All right, let's give us a taste. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Woo! Good Lord. Picking up the, um, the oak. <laughs> wow. Okay, so there's, Jesus, where'd that come from? That's vanilla. No, what's, what is that? Okay, so I'm getting a lot of, um, ooh. Oh, this could be good. Hold on. Okay, I'm picking two different tastes. All right, so this is a, um, it's a very malty. Um, their website says intensely malty. It's malty. Uh, but I'm actually getting more, uh, there's supposed to be a subtle oak finish to it, but I'm getting heavy oak. The sweetness is, is kind of confusing to me right now because it's, 
I start with a malty sweetness and it starts to bitter up a little bit, but the the sweetness, to say this beer is complex is an understatement right now. I've had three drinks of this and each one is turning out to be different, but still the same. What I mean by that is I'm still picking up a lot of the yolk. Um, it's sweet. It's hoppy. The the malt is is very intense. Not as not as much as I was expecting. Um, I figured the malt would have been a little bit more balanced with the hops, but it's it's pretty it's pretty dead on. Uh, but that that oak finish, the well, when it comes to the oak on this, I'm getting it right away. Uh, I had checked out a couple other articles on this beer and they they were talking about the oak finish but I'm not getting it on the finish I'm getting it up front and it's wow good lord this is absolutely unlike any beer I, I have had before it kind of uh it hangs around for a little bit but wow this is definitely a, one of your sippers it's almost like you're eating a chocolate covered cherry Without the actual cherry, but like you get the, the juice in it, or the syrup, or syrup. As I'm drinking this, I'm starting to get like a, almost like a date kind of taste going on to it. Uh, wow. Now see, this is the, the cool thing is, as I let this warm up, there's a, um, you, I start to pick up a little bit of the, the French oak on the top. I'm, uh, the malt is like a, it's almost like a cross between uh, malty and a little bit like a vanilla, a little bit of vanilla aftertaste. Honestly, I just want to sit back and just just think about what's been going on for the last nine years. I'm not going to bore you to death with that, but I just want to say thank you. And uh, if anybody has any ideas for future shows, like I said, if you want to jump on a Google Hangout with me, that would be fantastic too. Uh, I know usually with the anniversary shows, we have a big blowout and everything, but uh, I'm keeping it kind of low-key this year. I was fortunate that uh, my family is out of town except for my oldest son, so I got to sit back. We went out. We got to play some ball. We uh, we had some good pizza down at Fiori's, and uh, I got to live it up, you know, just the two guys hanging out. And I think that's uh, that's a great way to, to go into year nine as we creep up on year ten is uh, just kind of sitting back and enjoying you know, what's going on in life at the moment. Uh, good beer, good family, good friends, and, and fantastic listeners. I want to, you know, again, thank you so much for everything you've done. Um, if it wasn't for you guys, I still wouldn't be doing a show. Well, I would, but I get tired of talking to myself over and over. All right, for shouldidrinkthat.com, episode 110. This is the most reverend Father Spoon. Thanks, everyone. Uh, see you in 111. Come up. I need a good idea for 111. That's like a 111. Uno, 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 whatever. Un, un, un. Let me know what you want to hear for 111. I'll see if I can make that happen. Hey, and if anybody is in the San Diego area and wants to send me the Tony Gwynn new Hall of Fame Ale Smith beer, let me know and I'll trade you something from Pennsylvania. I'll make it happen. See ya. Bitches.